I was uh, saying to a friend today, like, it sometimes it feels like we're living in the future. Uh, I tried a VR headset at the weekend, and then I just was like, I kind of have to get one of these. <laughs> it's a bit cool. <laughs> what, what game did you play on it? Or a game? Um, yes. What was it? I can't remember what it was called. It was on the Oculus Quest 2, and it was a game where there were red men running at you with various weapons and you had to shoot them before they got to you so obviously being in vr and 3d it was incredibly threatening actually having these you know your suspension of disbelief was quite uh suspend no not suspended <laughs> because uh it feels real like you forget where you are and you're in the game and uh, you really yeah, do. I died a few times. <laughs> but uh, well, now, were you playing it. with friends? Were friends like on your team shooting the other bread men? Or no, it was what? a solo game. But uh, I think there are co-op games and things. But I don't know enough about it to to know how or where to start with that it, yet. Anyway, it is so much so. fun watching people use VR for the first time. One of my friends used to bring his PC and VR kit. I mean, and this was three or four years ago to our makerspace on video game night and people you know you'd get to see a dozen people try vr for the first time and it's just it's amazing to watch the reaction yeah yeah, yeah. i'm looking forward to uh... vr i think watching <laughs> the other people yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes because um i think it's going to be quite good for world exploring so by that I mean just like being like feeling like you're in a different environment uh, one of the things I like to do is really good lighting and um, in winter in the UK it's really dark and kind of dreary and when I put the headset on I was like I mean it's summer at the moment so it's okay but in winter I can imagine putting this the headset on and being like wow there's a palm tree sunset life's good you know yeah <laughs> so uh, it just felt like I was there even though it, it looked, see, you know, CG and things, but it still was yeah. awesome. So, but I'll get better every year really. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I heard someone saying I, that they... I, t I tend to get a bit of motion sickness when I put those on, so it's not, it's not much fun for. I, I wonder what I don't know, is maybe, that though, because it's there's. Um, I thought I might be, but I've not felt any kind of any sickness or whatever. Uh, motion sickness. I guess I shouldn't say that because I haven't tried a VR headset in a while, but I went to uh, actually Legoland with my kids, which which they enjoyed fabulously, but they had a bunch of simulator rides and there was one, it was like the Lego City ride or something, and it was it was an it was amazing. It was almost like a um uh like an IMAX screen and you were in a thing and just like flying through there. And the whole time I'm like, this is really incredible, but I feel like I'm gonna throw up. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. you know, I think it's, things have uh, changed. Like I think they figured out it was something to do with the speed of the tracking, and they've they've improved it a lot. Maybe, I think. maybe yeah. so. And especially yeah. if you have that input, like if the ride is moving around, when your when your eyes don't match your other senses, like if you're getting yeah. jostled around before, or at, you know, if it doesn't, your brain might not, you know, process that well for some folks. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of prone to that anyway. I just you know I remember growing up, my dad was a big uh well loved fishing and you know i love love being with my dad so i'd go fishing with him but it was like every weekend i was just puke chumming the fishes as they like to say and you know just just th throwing up every every weekend <laughs> up over the boat and it's like so that's what you know it was is. fun but it was kind of not fun too at times so yeah and you mentioned legoland um, that's when i realized i was living in the future i said if i could tell six-year-old me that i have a robot here that can make legos 
<laughs> I mean, that would have been, they'd be like, no, you can't have a robot that makes Legos. I would have never believed it. Yeah, well, I guess I guess you can. At least knock a, at least uh, Legos or, you know, some sort of knock knockoff. <laughs> yeah, well, and Legos are hard to print because the tolerances have to be exact. But, you know, if I, I made one and handed it to six-year-old me, he would think that was a Lego. Well, I mean, he would think yeah. I would assume it was compatible. I wouldn't know any better. I'm six years old. I, I saw on uh, Twitter <laughs> yeah. somebody posted a picture of a, a, a knockoff Star Wars Lego thing he got. It was called a it was called a Millennial Hawk instead of a <laughs> Millennium Falcon. <laughs> That's really bad. That's the 3D really like, Millennium Falcon up on Thingiverse is the Millennium Malkin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I suppose if that's uh, all it takes to get past uh, trademarks and stuff, it's, it's not well, much I, safe. You know, I, try, I, tried to, <laughs> I tried to find it later, you know, because I thought that'd be pretty funny and I don't have, you know, I don't have $200 to spend on an actual Millennium Falcon and I couldn't find it. So maybe, maybe it actually got <laughs> maybe taken Maybe it got take, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Have they done a drone? Like, has anyone done a kind of drone that looks like the Millennium Falcon? Yes, I think the Flight Test YouTube channel has a big... A big Millennium Falcon build video out of oh, you know, cool. foam core with you know there's a an already assembled drone inside with yeah foam all around and they have I can a, oh, it look it looks awesome I appreciate they it. have something that looks like a star destroyer that I think flies more like a plane so you know it's that <laughs> triangular shape but they yeah, painted it yeah. to look like a cool I'm gonna to have to look that up yeah, it, I've, it is. I've, it is amazing when you go to say Legoland or even even Disney World. They had a big, a big Lego store near there, and it's like you go in these stores. It's like wow, you can literally spend a thousand dollars in a Lego. I mean, it was high hundreds at least of dollars in Lego sets, and it's. I mean, I like Legos, but I don't necessarily have that kind of cash laying around either. You know what I mean? Yeah, it used to blow my mind as a child, like how expensive Lego was, and I was like so. Like most most of the Lego I got was just like some random tub that was in like a charity shop, and uh, <laughs> so so I had all these like nineteen eighties components, and I ended up working out what projects like not projects um, what kits they were from. So it, obviously that was beyond really earlier earlier than obviously when I was born. So um, it was quite. Uh, it was almost quite nostalgic to see these old, like, 1980s. Like, even now, I look at the, the set instructions, and I'm like, hey, I've got nostalgic feelings over that set because there were some components <laughs> from it. In, uh, in you, you know, Pat, Pat and I could only ever get the 1980s Legos as well when we were little it's kids. It's true. That's what, <laughs> so, that's what we had. That was what was new. All right. <laughs> so did you get, like, you that mean, moon... There was, a, like, a moon um, base type set that was yeah. theme dark blue black and had like these alien um the, the black one was awesome because the guy that came with the black set had a helmet with a black visor that opened and closed and that was yeah i i was telling oh, yeah. my friend's son that when we were kids and my friends would come over and we'd share my legos we only had one hair for all the Lego oh, people, right. so most of us had to use hats <laughs> yeah. or share the hair. And now it's all about the Lego people. I mean, he has like a hundred people that are all different with different hats, different hair. It's incredible, actually, hair. the variation they managed to get into such a simple shape. Like, yeah. <laughs> 
it must be quite fun working at Lego because you are you are working within certain constraints, and I can imagine that being actually creatively quite interesting as a job. Um, yep. So I can imagine like if if someone got lego kit designing that must be such a cool job oh that would be a really cool <laughs> so job. cool six-year-old yeah. me would have loved to have gotten that job <laughs> oh, for sure I, yeah. I, I i sorry i i think it's often a thought of mine presently that i liked building lego back then and it was really cool to me to be able to construct a thing from components and it's like I'm doing that now only I'm using like aluminium and screws and stuff so it's like grown up Lego <laughs> and I just yeah. wonder how many engineers Lego as a company have made just by making so a many. cool no. toy it, it, it's amazing because the first time you know when I was in college I, I got a, a job a co-op job basically an internship and you know I'm talking to the you know the engineer there the manager who was very talented engineer and I, I'm talking to them, I, you know, I see these things that they, I've made and I always, they, they've made, and I always thought, well, you know, you gotta like get something in and wall it up and whatever else, but they had these components that could fit together. They called them 80-20, but you know, it's basically aluminum extrusion. I mean, it was just such amazing stuff. And I was like, oh, this is just like like Legos or, or Legos, as you might say in the UK. <laughs> but um, it's just like Legos, you know, you, you put them together and you screw them together. You don't really have to do any sort of things. Like, yeah, that's pretty much how it works. Yeah, I think he was, he was happy to answer my, he was happy that I was entertained, but it was just so amazing to me that if you design something well, you get it in as an engineer and you could just put it together. I, I don't know, it's, it's the first thing I thought of, it's just like Legos and just the way that a proper panel is wired up is, you know, like you were saying, we live in the future. And this was, well, this was like 20 years ago at the time, so who knows what they have now, but you know, it's, it's just, it's amazing. That being said, if a panel is not taken care of, then it's, probably looks very terrible too, you know, 20 Jeremy, years. Jeremy, there's know. a website you could go to now where there's a vendor. You can in 3D design something out of 8020 aluminum with all the connectors and panels and things and different parts that they sell and hit a button and they will mail you all of the components from the thing you designed in 3D. I think oh, it's terribly cool. expensive. I think they charge an awful lot yeah. for the service. That's really cool even cut the, It's like It is, isn't that really like cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's neat stuff. Um, you know, they call it eighty twenty here because of uh, Pareto. I guess Pareto's principle, right? You know, eighty percent of your problems come from twenty percent of your is causes. That I believe. Is that really why they call it that? I I believe it is. I, oh. I remember having a catalog, and I think it said something about that. But you know, I say something like that to. Um, I just remember having this conversation with Max, our, our old host, who's a, who's a you know a German, and he thought eighty twenty was the dimensions of like eighty millimeters by twenty millimeters. Okay. Which actually makes a whole lot more sense. Yeah. Well, that makes but, sense, um, except that they're square usually. They're not 80 or... Well, they might be 20. You, I you figured can get it them might in... be percentages of some sort. Like, it's 80% aluminum, 20% air. or something. You know, where all the channels are uh, and the hole through the middle. But I made that up. Uh, I don't know if that's... Maybe that's what it was, was and they're just like, oh, well, Pareto's principle, that's, that's interesting too. <laughs> maybe we'll just kind of uh, rebrand ourselves. Yeah. Uh, whatever whatever um, works. I mean, they're like the, uh, you know, eighty twenty is like the the Matt Perks of aluminum extrusion. So you know they're doing <laughs> they're doing a good job. Yeah. yeah, Matt, I was excited to see that your camera build project is so many three D printed parts and custom pieces and you know stuff that somebody like me who might well I shouldn't say that I'm not good at something, but maybe I'm not good at 
measuring and cutting and and but I'm pretty it's, good at hitting print on my 3D printer and putting things to putting Legos together. Yeah. Yeah, it makes things a lot easier, to be fair. And yeah. I try and avoid using 3D printed parts because I often get comments saying like, oh, you know, you, this project cost plus $500 for a 3D printer. And that sometimes people can be kind of weirdly hostile about it. So yeah. whenever, so, you, you know, I I've, I've, was discouraged from using 3D printing because not everyone has a 3D printer. But this time I just went with it and no one's actually complained, so I might start using it more often. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like, oh, you could buy a, a 3D printer for 150 bucks, a cheap, cheap one, but fairly competent. Or you could buy a jigsaw, you know, electric jigsaw, and nobody's going to give you a hard yeah, time about that yeah, for yeah, yeah. 150 bucks. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, yeah, but it makes things so much easier. When a project is based, like built from the ground up around 3D printing, for the builder of it, it's... <laughs> it's like yep. so easy yeah. to well, put together. It's so much easier to repeat the, your success. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. someone else uh, uh, to repeat yeah. it. If... Yeah. So, um, I mean, what that's one of the things I'm doing at the moment is just a, a more easily built version of the camera project. Almost, yeah, yes. majorly, even more like 3D printed parts, and everything else is super easy to get hold of. So it'll be cheaper, lighter, and. Uh, yeah, it's difficult though getting my head around designing in 3D. I'll say that because I often I'm quite hands-on. I'll do things on you know sketch an idea on paper and then just build it with the materials I have around. But when I'm actually constructing it on the computer first, I'm I realize how far ahead I have to actually think uh, to make the whole thing as a whole work properly afterwards. And it's it's yeah, yeah it's taking a lot longer than I thought actually. It's uh, it's taking me by surprise. Yeah, there's something that, I used to talk I... about. The like, I have a simple thing. My camera's on a thing that's attached to my a thing with a thing. You haven't know, say thing a lot, but most of this doesn't <laughs> matter. The important part is where it attaches to my my monitor stand. It's just a round 3D printed piece with a hole in the top. And I I always said I could go out in the garage and cut a dowel down to size, drill a hole in it, and stick it in there, and it would work. But then if I want another one, I have to go out in the garage, cut a dowel size and, you know, do it again. Whereas with this, I can send this to somebody and they can print it. And mm. yeah, it just works just, for them mind if they have the same it? monitor stand. Yeah, yeah. The We're living in the future. Sure. Living in, in the future. future. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it feels like that. Well, I, guess, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> well, I guess that being said, you know, we've had a, a good conversation. Is, is there anything else you want to tell us about Mac? Or Pat. I'm Pat. <laughs> Pat, is Pat. Me. And this is Matt. Matt, is there anything else you want to tell us about before we uh, kind of wrap things up? Well, I, can I ask a question before before yeah, sure. Matt tells Absolutely. us anything? I saw that you have a Discord server now, and I, do. I wanted to. Yes. I was curious how that's oh. how that's worked. I'm fast. I love our Discord server. Yeah, we have, but it's it's rather intimate. You know, we have a few, maybe a few hundred people have ever joined, and there's maybe a dozen people that participate every day, and it's you know it's a friendly place. I I can't even I'm I I don't know what I want to ask Matt, but yours must be well, it's orders of quite, magnitude busier. It is quite big and active, but um, I actually haven't partaken in it and much. Oh. You know, I occasionally drop in. Yeah, but the problem is I have quite a few people um who message me around work related things um sponsors um peripheral things and um 
I don't have much headspace to put towards actually just chatting to people or answering questions. Yeah. If like I just need to focus on making videos and um so unfortunately I've not actually partaken in it as much. Um there's a forum as well which is going quite well. Like I'm more of a forum guy. So because it's a bit slower yeah. I can take, you know, peruse things. I find Discord goes past so fast. Um or at least, you know, when when they get larger. And I can't keep up with them. And information often gets buried. But they're great to like, interact with people and uh, and stuff. But um, and they do you uh, have a, a lot of patron people... only area on your Discord server uh, to yes, funnel I that so. down yes. to you? Yes, yeah, yeah. So it's and that's um, probably still massive at your scale too. I don't know. Like, like with YouTube, um, there's always someone bigger and you know bigger and yeah more popular than 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 me or of you know whatever so it, i wouldn't describe it as massive you know because it's you know well, it's, it's but it's, it's discord it and it's yeah. real-time chat it goes from you know from it doesn't take much to go from dozens of people talking and then when you get to hundreds you just can't keep up anymore and yeah 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 and i mean it's, it's i don't know it's, how many patrons you have and i don't know how many of them participate in your patron only part of discord but i bet even that number is big enough that it would be difficult to well as i have i've uh i've not really in interacted much with discord as much as i should or need to get to but it's just a time thing i only have so many you know hours in the day and for me um i i prefer just building things you know and yeah I really want to yeah. talk to the community more, but I, I feel like it might be better to start doing live streams to interact with them directly. Because otherwise, you know, I get so many emails as well. I just can't keep up with it, and I don't. I don't yep. like not replying to things. So I'm quite almost like OCD with with re making sure everyone's replied to. But I can't keep physically can't keep mm. up, and that that makes me almost like not look at my emails. <laughs> so because yep. I don't want to know that I've not replied to someone so if anyone no. has sent me a message and not heard back um, that's why and it's not well, it's not well, personal we're, we are humbled <laughs> we're humbled that you chose to come on the show with us it's really well thank you for you inviting know, me I really enjoyed it and yeah. uh, it's always, always fun uh, Matt yeah yeah absolutely yeah and uh, maybe in a, in a year's time hopefully I'll be at nearly 5 million subscribers or something <laughs> we'll see yeah that'd be great we should uh, we should bring like a I don't know. Have a little cake. Party poppers or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, with five candles on it. <laughs> or some, that'd be kind of that could be kind of cruel to bring a cake and then I, I guess I would just eat it. Or maybe Pat would. We could do a virtual cake. Just a little logo yeah. on the screen. Well, we can mail one out ahead of time. Yeah. We can, yeah. That's, I think that tastes That's pretty it. bad design, by the time ooh, we got to design it. Design it as a STL. Yeah, I can print it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess... Uh, Let's see. Oh, we're talking about the clock too. Oh, I, I wanted Jeremy, to... we didn't yeah. talk about your clock, and it's I'm okay. excited. I think it looks really cool. Ooh. Okay. Well, so can we so see it? I'll just explain this. Yeah. So, so listen to this. Can you so hold one we'll up? just see right there. It's uh, it's it's on the screen here to my right. I'm just pointing at it. It's oh, kind of in the distance. Oh, that's small. It's too small, but I, I will. Yeah. I I will grab it, and so I'll you, be right just, that. just a second. <clears throat> So it's still a bit of prototype, but you, you you mentioned earlier, is there ever a project you kind of put aside and just put in the, the basement or whatever? And for the longest time, I've thought it'd be so cool to have like a clock here, clock, clock, clock. So maybe I have a, 
Eastern time zone and California time zone, or maybe past time zone, you know, maybe England or China where my PCBs are coming from. And my first thought was that it'll all be analog clocks and they could be linked together with a, a gear system. So I made this, which is meant to have, um, you know, basically it's got a little, uh, it's driven by one one motor down here, and then it's got a, a central central uh, gear and then some gears on the side. And this worked okay. You could put two two time zones on it. I was thinking like California wow. time and then, um, you know, Eastern time where I, I live. For whatever reason, it stopped keeping track of time very well. And I, I think it was just kind of skipping steps because of the mechanical nature of it. Right. So, so naturally... Naturally, the second one I tried to make had four of these time zones or four time zones and four dials on it, but that one doesn't even exist anymore. I just kind of took it apart for parts. But you know, this is over several years. But since then, I learned how to design PCBs, printed circuit boards, and I came up with this clock that actually has a it gets the time off the the network. So every time oh, you wow. plug it in, it gets the the time. So yeah. right now it's. Uh, 24 hour time so it's 1626 which is 4 p.m or 4 26 p.m and um the idea is that on the sides you can plug basically other clock faces in so you chain can chain them. these up okay yeah Very cool and um you know right now it's it's got a printed circuit board as the diffuser um anyway this is still a bit of a prototype but i've got a new one ordered but i'm gonna probably put a, out a video on this one just because it's just you know, just time to put it out. It looks really, Another cool uh, thing is... I like its uh, appearance because it's like well, you're thank, using thank the PCB you. as its aesthetic, and I like that. That's very cool. Yeah, well, well thank you so much. It's a combination of laziness <laughs> and not laziness. I, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of like... convenience, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Pro proactive laziness, I suppose. <laughs> you know, I can order this from the PCB manufacturer, and it's there's where it is. And I guess the other cool thing, and I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do with it, but these um, I'm using ESP32 chip on this, which actually has capacitive sensors. So oh, okay. if I Ooh, if I hit it, nice. <laughs> if I hit a certain thing in a certain area, it'll yeah. change colors. So maybe that'll you know show off um, temperature or something like that. So, but anyway, this has been a super long-term project. Even in this iteration, it's been like months of work. And before that, it's been like years of just thought and thinking like, how can I do this? So I guess, I guess to answer your question, yeah, sometimes things get put aside, but then sometimes they lead to new, new ideas, I guess. And yeah, I guess that's a, I guess that's a nice way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. You can refine it yeah. over time. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. kind of, kind of like you, I mean, you made a, your first PlayStation video and now you have several more that have all, all done fantastically. So I guess. You know, you learn stuff over time and hopefully, yeah, yeah. hopefully and dead ends aren't total wastes. No. <laughs> yeah, I suppose for me it's as well, I'm following the algorithm a bit, um, which I don't mind because it keeps things uh, moving. Like it keeps me mixing things up. Um, some people don't yeah. like it, but I think it's uh, it's kind of a good thing. There's competition. <laughs> keeps you on your toes. Do you ever, do you ever go into any like, creator conferences or, or whatever I, I I've been to, I've been those, to right? one yes and I'm going to one this October actually which is in uh, um, where is it Northampton I think I think no uh, Nottingham yeah it's in Nottingham hmm. so I'll be going there this did, did you find did you find that was a fun time I mean were you yeah the first one yeah did you feel yeah. Uh, it was the first time I'd met other YouTubers 
and it was great to actually uh, talk YouTube and everyone had like similar problems and similar um, ways of doing things and obviously new new things as well that new methods that can be learnt and you can just talk to to people that uh, yeah. have a similar job it's, it's it's quite a beneficial thing to do so well did you find you were one of the I mean I certainly were one of the more popular ones but you probably weren't you were probably among people that had similar size audiences and some that were I think or maybe, maybe uh, you were the most popular on, I don't want to yeah on that particular conference I think I was the most subscribed because um, it, okay, sm- well. it was a small scale conference uh, it, it was it was for UK um, kind of educational creators and things and I think at that time I had the most subscribers because okay. um, they were tr- it was well that's, that's totally believable too I don't want to no, I mean, I don't want to, I, I don't want to like, yourself. see, I was the biggest subscriber base, but it, um, <laughs> it's just, it was, that's what it was. But if you were, you were, you know. <laughs> yeah. But it, everyone was yeah. like this, the same in terms of, um, like, I don't see it just because it's a bigger number. It doesn't really mean anything. It's just uh, everyone's doing different things and different complexities. And, you know, it's just some channels play the algorithm more, to be honest. Um, and that's yep. that's what it comes down to. It's not down to skill or time put into anything. It's just down to um, what you value. So I valued maximizing the channel's growth and, and view counts and stuff and try and keep the creativity there and make it mainstream and educational enough. But there's channels out there that do far, like, far beyond what I can ever accomplish skill-wise, and um, well, my mind is constantly blown. Sometimes when you go off a, on a YouTube rabbit hole, and it's like, uh, it's amazing. So, but you know, I, I feel like I feel like there are certain people that are able to do things that are approachable and that are have appeal. You know, like I feel like some people put out things like, oh, this is like they put a great thumbnail and basically clickbait, whatever. But then other people. You know, like yourself, you do things that it looks like it could be clickbait, but then you fulfill yeah. you fulfill the expectations. <laughs> you yeah, know what I, I mean? I've, it's been described to me that way before, and it, it, it essentially is though. It's but it's not clickbait because, like you say, it it's I, not, try, I try I, I, and I, I, fulfill I, I, it. But it's I, that's a great term to use. Um, I but, I hope you don't find I, that insulting. No, I don't know because I, I use it. Yeah. I don't know how else to describe it. Um, aesthetically pleasing i don't know i don't know yeah. uh it's I, a good I was, term. i was so. i was talking to somebody actually actually a guest uh he was a pocket 83 but he was talking about um who's the guy that made that basketball hoop that you can't miss or whatever what's that guy's name uh what's his actual name stuff made here shane stuff made something. here he's a, yeah, he's a he's friend so... of Stephen hawes oh okay we found out really? Yeah, they both what, worked for uh, the 3D printer company. The 3D printers, the uh, SLA 3D printers, the big oh, form Christ. lab. Form lab. Wow. Well, 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 I was I was talking to po- Pocket, and he, which that's his whatever, that's his, what he goes by. But he, um, so he says, I said something about the stuff made here guy, and I was like, he's like, yeah, I ha- I've seen that. That's popped up, but I haven't clicked on it because it just looks so clickbaity. Oh. He's like, that's just something, whatever. And I was like, no, he actually like, he actually follows through yeah. on it. Have so seen- it's interesting. It's like, it's like once you get to a certain level of, of quality, yeah. then people just assume it's not, it's not, I don't know. It, 
his stuff it's though, a weird thing blows my mind like i know how much time it takes to build my own stuff but it's so much simpler than what he does and yet he still manages to do them at a regular rate and i'm like how yeah. is this guy does he work like a hundred hours a week or something? he must do so i'm just yeah, like i can't I, even imagine it's terrific away. I, I think away. i think one advantage he has i mean not that i've watched that many of his videos because i just don't have that much time but but one advantage maybe he has over over you in a way is is that you you do your stuff in a way that people can duplicate and he does stuff basically as interesting yeah i, I, yeah. I don't think he means for anybody to duplicate it and that's both are both are fine i mean we both are fine for their own purposes but i think maybe that maybe that does help speed stuff up a little bit i, I don't know what do you think well, pat he has so much gear in here I know he's moved into a bigger shop, but he had so much stuff, gear, equipment in his basement, probably more than the value of my house in tools and CNC <laughs> yeah, machines. He's got and, lots of gear. I mean, yeah, and I'm yeah. not even kidding. It's, I mean, that's the CNC, the big metal CNC machine he uses is like a $120,000 machine on its own yeah. before you add, um, you know, add-ons to it, right? And then yeah. there's more machines. It's a... Uh, and- but to, to not say that, I don't know. I just think if it's Shane different. Shane is listening. I love what he's doing. It's fine. It's I'm, it's not. I'm very envious of all of this gear. I think it's fantastic. I can't believe no, how. No, he, and, and um, don't don't get me wrong. I, I'm not I'm not insulting him whatsoever. I just it just seems like to me, maybe that's maybe that's oh, how he's able yeah, to pull it um, off. I suppose some of the shortcut, like I I film every part of the process, and then I have plenty of footage to edit with later. Um, although I've lately started trying to be a bit more um, thoughtful about what I actually film to speed things up, because filming things slows things down a lot. But like I, I looked at what he can do as, as like an inspiration of what a single guy can do, because as far as I'm aware, he's just one dude who builds these and programs these inc incredibly complex things that actually end up working, and it's like magic. Like I can't get my head around it. Like my, you, my, like, you know what another oh, advantage man, he has so is, cool. Matt? It only has to work one. Right? Or, you know, I for the direct. So, it doesn't have yeah. to continue to work for five years. It has to just... Yeah. But I, I have that advantage yeah. too, that's, to be fair. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like the TV thing. I dismantled that, so... Yeah. Yeah. Well, we all, we all do what we can. Some yeah. people have... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But you know, we think talented as guy. Pat would probably say, you're you're doing a fantastic job, Matt. Thank you. That's of true. course, and uh, it's hard to hard to argue with that. So, well, I guess I guess to wrap it up, where where can we find you, Matt? I, I think we know where we can find you, but where where can we find you? <laughs> just basically just YouTube DIY perks. That's uh, that's my main my main place of call for when uh, all yeah, my thanks. online Very stuff. Cool. Um, and yeah, you can find me on YouTube or wherever else. Just Google Jeremy Cook or DuckDuckDo Jeremy Cook. That's even better. A little privacy-minded. Um, Pat, what about yourself? Well, if you Google Pat Regan, you're going to find a gentleman in Ireland, I believe, who writes UFO conspiracy theory books. And that's oh. not me. But, but yeah, I'm, I'll link to wherever I am. I'm at patshead.com, and I have some very inactive things on YouTube. We're doing a good job on the Butter What Show. We're growing at about one subscriber per day we're up to give just about 
almost every day well, now. Per percentage-wise, that means you'll have the population of the world covered in, in a, a couple of years, days. right? A billion days. <laughs> I've got several billion days. But I'm but, I mean, excited. If you're, if you're, I feel like the growth is st we're starting to... It always looks like kind of like a hockey stick in the graph. So as long as it keeps looking like a hockey stick, it'll be a really tall hockey stick in a year or two. And nice. I'll be very excited. Nice. Very cool. Well, um, Matt, thanks for joining us for the, you know, you're one of the few few people that has endured our our uh, hard-hitting questions here on the Create <laughs> Slash Invent podcast. I, uh, thanks and, for um, having me. It's been great. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, I hope I can come back next year sometime. Well, we hope so too. You, you are you are invited for sure. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>